Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Don't you want something better for yourself? No. What is better than all of this? Are you really this f- stupid? Jamie, go down and feed the snakes. Please. Jamie, you could literally do anything you want. What? Can't make him do something he doesn't want to do. Watch me. He's clever, and I'm not letting him waste that. He's not working with you. It's just not happening. Not while I draw breath. I'm not being funny, Amanda, but that's not exactly a decision you got to make on your own now, is it? Jamie's my son, too. There you go. That's a clip from Kin. Uh, it's running on Sundays at 9.30pm on RT1 or you can catch up on the RTE player. Uh, I think it started last night. James Dempsey joins us once again. Afternoon, James. Good afternoon. So are we in love-hate territory or maybe love-hate with better clothes? <laughs> I both, I yeah, I hated it and I loved to hate it. Yes. Is what I would say. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, so like before I even begin, I kind of, like I'm reluctant to just, you know, pour scorn over everything in this, but there was so little that I, I found, there, there was so little that I liked in it. But like when a new Irish drama like this begins, if you're looking at social media at the same time, lots of people just pour scorn over it. And lots of people then say, oh, there's, we're such a country of begrudgers, you can't put poor scorn on it. And like, if it was good, I'd, I'd tell the truth. I just thought it was really bad, right? So this is, I think, an eight-part drama. And kind of the pedigree that's been put behind this is that it's a co-production between RT and AMC who make uh, various fancy American programmes. And my understanding is that this already, the first episode is available. Screened, yeah. uh, screened on AMC plus its, you know, online Netflix, we'll say, online streaming service. Um, but I don't, you know, I can't see it reaching huge international acclaim because for me it was just a very ordinary and unforgivably quite boring crime drama, right? So it is called Kin. It is about the Kinsella family who are this sort of, uh, I guess, drug cartel family in uh, South Dublin, South City Dublin. And they are, uh, in the opening episode, we have Charlie Cox, who's a British actor, returning from Mount Joy, where he served, I think it was Mount Joy anyway, where he served a, a, a spell as he's the son, Michael. And then you have his brother, who's played by Emmett J. Scanlon, who we heard there saying, feed the snakes downstairs, mm. which sounds like a euphemism, but it isn't. Um, who is his brother Jimmy and uh, their father I believe is Aidan Gillen uh, doing exactly what you think Aidan Gillen is going okay, to do yeah. uh, poor Aidan Gillen yeah. and <laughs> Maria Doyle Kennedy is their mother and they're part of this you know this one set of, of drug dealing family and they're having a sort of turf war with these upstarter uh, types while also dealing with Kieran Hines who plays some kind of king, some sort of narcotics kingpin who is set up in a, a like a, a beautiful uh, apartment looking out of the, over the whole city and is sort of plotting their downfall as well. Mm. And all in all, right, for me, there's nothing essentially wrong with a, with a crime drama. The problem is that arguably the drama that Orty is best known for producing in this century is probably Love Hate. It is probably the one that most people, if you asked, you know, name an Orty drama, mm. Love hate would be the one people would think of, and even though this is a different story, it's not a million times away from that either. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure because I watched the first episode of Love Love Hate a few months ago when it went back on the RT player. It opens with someone returning from prison and uh, like a, and a shooting at the end of the first episode. This opened with someone <laughs> returning from prison and a shooting at the end of the first episode. And all in all, 
if it, it didn't do enough to differentiate itself from any kind of rote drug drama, let alone love hate, of which the comparisons run rampant. For me, ultimately, the problem was it was just not interesting, right? I've seen this kind of story over and mm. over and over again. A family at war, you know, we have like thick Dublin accents and lots of swearing and cursing and bad language and, you know, uh, homophobia and, <laughs> and misogyny and everything under the sun. And then a few and then people, you know, driving by and shooting guns. And for me, there was nothing novel. There was no novelty to it at, at all. There, there was no, no humour. There was no mirth. There was no nothing to catch my interest at all. Now, where it's going to go in the remaining seven episodes, uh, I think it's safe to say that like, having having not seen them. So this is just my blind reading. Like, obviously, there's going to be some revelations about uh, wives and brothers, undoubtedly. I, I, th- that was ultimately actually my my biggest problem with it. The whole way through the episode, I felt I knew exactly where it was going. Right. Mm. There was, you know, there was a storyline involving uh, this multi-generational family. And I knew how each aspect of it was going to go for each person in that family. And that was not interesting. You know, I, I, why would I want to watch something where I can basically, why would I want to watch a very glossy, <laughs> profanity laden, written uh, soap opera when I can just watch a normal soap opera? <laughs> yeah. OK, so there was nothing remarkable about this at all, other than the <sighs> fact that it was set in Dublin. They had very nice, um, I, OK, I, I thought the city looked lovely, right? It made Dublin look kind of edgy and cool. Okay. I thought the apartments and houses all looked nice. It looked like it cost a bit of money and certainly money has gone into it because it is like this big co-production. Mm. But for me... It was rote. Other, other than that, it was extremely by by the numbers, by the numbers drug dealing like TV show. If I was to sit down now and plot the vague ideas of a of a drug you know drug cartel drama, I think I'd come up with the same thing off the top of my head. Oh, crikey, yeah, because I, I read uh, I think I read in the Irish Times today they kind of said it was slow. It followed all the usual tropes, but the end was really shocking. I can't uh, say the end was that like I mean the end was was supposed to be shocking but I can't say I was particularly shocked by it <laughs> in the sense that if you couldn't see what was going to come at the end you mustn't have been watching TV for like <laughs> the last 15 years yeah. also uh, the other thing that's of note is right it stars Charlie Cox who is a British actor probably best known for playing Daredevil on, mm. on, on Netflix I think three season run when it was doing its own Marvel shows before they moved to Disney and I saw a lot of people sort of complimenting his Irish accent last night <laughs> well I was reading these te- or tweets I was sort of thinking like he hasn't said anything <laughs> like yeah. he you know he barely has said he's barely strung five words together so I'm going to reserve judgment on how good his Irish accent is until I've actually heard it you yeah. know put five clauses of yeah. a sentence together but yeah, look, I, I don't want this, you know, I, I don't revel in hating these kinds of shows. Yeah. I, I like coming in. No, and well, say, that's the interesting thing, James. I mean, you usually come in, you always give your opinion, but I, I, I sense that this show annoyed you. <laughs> it did, yeah, it definitely in did. In your hoop, it, it annoyed you. <laughs> and beyond, right? It, it definitely did, because it just, like, why would you spend, this must have cost a lot of money to produce, I like, producing scripted drama costs... I guess a couple of million euros, I'm mm. sure. And why would you invest money in something that we've seen before? And is like, you know, and it, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the listeners enjoyed it way more than I did. But for me, it was just the same re, re, like, uh, re, what am I trying to say? The same retrodden paths over and over and over and over mm. again. 
Uh, well, this is uh, these are the comments we okay. have so far. Uh, uh, it's nice to see Aidan Gillen playing someone so different to his character in Love Hate. His character in Love Hate had perfect vision, whereas his character in Kin wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they film loads of kin near my house so at least viewers can really look forward to seeing me gawking at the characters in the background of many scenes says Graham in Dublin 8 uh, D thinks uh, the uh, go down and feed the snakes is the best remark ever on Irish TV Erica in Clonmel says hubby watched 10 minutes fair city on coke then he said and got up and went to bed uh, Emer has a completely different uh, question has James seen any preview showings of the second series of Picard I'm hoping he's aghast at how bad it is I'm preparing myself for some serious hate watching again after the travesty that, that was series one I think they'd just finished shooting it actually right so I, I've seen nothing and I, I didn't finish it right it just it was one that fell out of my sort of con- you know my rotation but I liked the kind of the first few episodes but obviously uh, obviously it, it mustn't end with a bang the first season yeah uh, okay well we'll move on to our uh, <laughs> Second show of the day, it is Lula Rich. All four episodes now streaming on Amazon Video Prime. Here's a clip. Skin care, anti-aging cream, clothing. It doesn't really matter. Somebody takes a product directly to the customer. A customer buys it. The salesman gets a commission. And this is legal. But what is really being sold is the unlimited opportunity. One person recruiting a multiple of other people and getting some of the money that they put in. They, in turn, each will need a multiple of people. So the number of people involved keeps increasing exponentially. You you can only go about 13 levels and you pass the population of the human race on Earth. There you go. That's uh, uh, Lula Rich. Right. Okay. That clip didn't really tell us what this was about. (laughs) So it's a documentary about Lula Rowe which is an American multi-level marketing brand, which is uh, which could potentially be a pyramid scheme. Multi-level okay. marketing. I think like, uh, yeah, multi-level marketing is the first cousin of the pyramid scheme yeah. on, the, on, the, on the side of you can't send me to prison for this. Exactly, yeah. right. So LuLaRoe began, I think, it, it really took off in around 2016 and it was created by these uh, this married couple, Deanne Stidham, although her, her, her maiden name is Startup, which is quite apt, <laughs> and Mark Stidham. And uh, there are these Mormons living in California in the rather unfortunately named town of Corona and in basically uh, Deanne one day started selling I think it was maxi skirts and this took off as this huge business and she created this empire selling leggings right now I have to admit I have never I'd never heard of this uh, this scandal or this company which is still trading to this day but its heyday has come and gone but this is a very fun and uh, funny and interesting and quite poignant four-part documentary series about the rise and fall of the company. So the first episode is Startup and we meet Deanne and her husband. They're giving a very, uh, they're giving an interview to the creators of the show who are um, Jenner Jenner First and Julia Willoughby Nason who also made one of the Firefest, one of the Warring Firefest documentaries probably two years ago. And they're giving this interview where they're talking up their own business, how they came up with their idea, how they, you know, how they scaled it, etc, etc. And intercut into all of that is a deposition they gave in 2019 in a case against the state of Washington and multiple, multiple cases have been filed against them. And along the way, you're introduced to various different characters, most of whom are stay-at-home mothers, 
the vast majority of whom are white as well. But that's um, and that is very much acknowledged that this was kind of like a a hashtag girl boss business that it was presented on Facebook, on social media to stay at home mothers that you could make a real living buying these leggings mm. and they're you know they're very unique patterns and selling them and you just need to recruit more people beneath you and then the 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 checks start coming in now this isn't just like this is a bit like kin right this isn't a story kind of you haven't heard before if you've if you've seen mcmillions which is uh, you know which was about this uh, this con- big conspiracy against mcdonald's yeah. uh, on i think it was on sky atlantic that one uh, that's it, it's a similar kind of documentary to that where you have these, I guess, working class or or uh, middle class uh, stay at home mothers, you know, hoping for hoping for their piece of the American dream, seeing it in these leggings and everything going completely and utterly haywire because within sort of three years the company had gone from like a profit of maybe two hundred thousand dollars to like one point six billion dollars, right? <laughs> and with that trappings of wealth and uh, and sort of and weirdness because you know this company gets very strange the two uh, the the uh, sorry the 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 Stidmans are both Mormons and Deanne's mother wrote this book all about worshipping your husband and I mean they start feeding down and trickling down through their company to the women it's almost entirely women in the workforce that like you know you're doing this so that your husband can retire to worship your husband like you, you must sell breast milk in order to get like the capital to get the seeds to buy in right at the very beginning Things get strange and mm. and odd, but it's very funny at the same time. The whole thing, the whole point of these leggings, the sort of unique selling point of them was that they would create patterns and only produce maybe 2000 of them. So, you know, once they were gone, they were gone and never coming back. And that was kind of how they how they sort of cornered the market, that there were these fun, crazy, kooky patterns, the uglier, the better. And at times, you know, you, you meet the graphic designers who have to complete 100 patterns a day. <laughs> Oh, like it's like being you know it's like you know being changed to their to their MacBook or whatever basically changing the tone of one colour or like moving a dot from like one place mm. to another and talking about how miserable all their lives are now what's interesting is that because you meet the St- the Stidmans they're talking throughout the whole thing at some points the documentary seems kind of favourable to them because they're spinning this yarn the whole time I mean they are sitting happily beaming joking with each other, laughing the whole way through. And then intercut with that is, as I said, this deposition they gave in court where they're basically refuting almost every single thing they're saying the whole time. <laughs> so it is well made. It's very entertaining. It's good fun. But I can't say it isn't something you haven't seen before. Yeah. There's this real glut of documentaries in the last five years that are very, very cookie cutter. And I can't say, you know, I can't complain about Kin being retrodden ground without also saying exactly the same yeah. thing about this as well I guess the only thing that's new to me for this is I don't buy leggings so yes. <laughs> at least the <laughs> leggings part at least the whole you know the whole the whole you know <laughs> the, I'm, at least the whole uh, marketing of the product was new to me and I didn't know the story Right okay uh, the backlash uh, against James about kin is uh, uh, starting now <laughs> typical Irish begrudgery I bet if they all had Cockney accents he would love it uh, the <laughs> 
<laughs> the uh, Charlie Cox played a, an Irish hitman in Boardwalk Empire and did well with the accent, if I recall, says Liam. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Trevor says, hooray for your view. I felt the same about Kin. Very, very ordinary stuff. Glossy, yes, but what a snore. I just wonder, will we have a repeat of the insane moral panic that love-hate seemed to create for months? It was crazy. Joe Duffy's head would nearly pop off, uh, says Trevor. Now, somebody else says, was that guy watching the same Kin as the rest of us around the country? He is correct in his own interpretation interpretation as blind reading because he got a lot wrong e.g. Frank has only one son in Kin and that is Eric Kin was absolutely brilliant and gripping everyone is raving about it on social media uh, though somebody else wants to know are, are you looking forward to uh, the new series of Succession absolutely the best show on TV today uh, says Jen in Dublin is that coming back soon? it is coming back I think it's October um, I have I've, I'm a late uh, I'm a late comer to Succession because it's just again something that I hadn't watched because you can't watch everything right mm. and I'm currently on se- episode 7 of season 1 so I'm doing my homework in order ah, to right. catch up so okay. I am looking forward Great. to it currently well, uh, something that you might want to watch in the meantime is On The Verge all 12 ep- episodes of season 1 now streaming on Netflix here's a clip is the world really wrong? Uh, no, I mean, it's... I mean, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not. Not for us. Why not for us? Well, because we're the happy ones, lucky ones that live together as a family and we eat healthy food every day, you know? The poor homeless, they don't have a kitchen. They can't cook. Well, that's why we're going to distribute meals at a homeless shelter next month. The school says that we need to be agents of change in the Isn't that a bit dangerous? for a school trip? I mean, homeless people are crazy now. I mean, they're angry, not crazy. They're angry. I mean, this one was angry and crazy. Mom, please make sure you don't say that in front of anyone at my school. Right, that's uh, On The Verge, all episodes uh, streaming now on Netflix. So I, I assume that was Julie Delpy we heard in the yeah. clip there, and she's the creator of this, is that right? She's the creator, the writer, the star, and I think directed five, at least, of the 12 episodes. So this is her baby. Mm. And uh, people will know Julie Delpy mostly from the Before trilogy, for which I think she's been nominated for two Oscars. Um, but she also has made movies by herself. The two most famous would be Two Days in Paris and Two Days in New York, which are kind of funny, irreverent comedies. And if you seen those and liked them this is in a similar kind of vein to that and she stars as Justine who is this uh, like French chef who is living in LA and it's a little bit sex and LA right rather than Mm. sex in the city she's got three other friends they're in their 40s and uh, early 50s and they are working mothers and basically it's about modern motherhood right and modern womanhood modern career career womanhood whatever you want to say it so there's a chef There's that's Julie you have Alexia uh, who is Alexia Landau who plays Anne who's kind of the messed up one She she's unemployed she's barely making ends meet she has three children three children of different races by three different men <laughs> her family is a bit uh, like very modern put it that way you have Elizabeth Shue as Anne who was an heiress and now a fashion designer who's constantly uh, eating edible drugs and uh, having fights with her husband and then you have uh, um, you have Sarah Jones as Yasmin who is uh, sort of Persian and black and Latinx and uh, has given up her career as as uh, like a who is a staunchly feminist but gave up her career to, ra- to raise her son and is now trying to get back into the job market and 
you know, it, it is very much a kind of like, it's more like girls will say than Sex and the City. It's these four friends and various misadventures going through life. You know, in the first episode, they're, well, in the second episode, it, invol- it involves a really badly organised um, dinner party for a visiting friend where she's cooked Italian food because she misheard her husband when he said, don't cook Italian food because she had an affair <laughs> with an Italian man and has to pass it off as Corsican. And like in the third episode, she has, you know, Justine has a cold and can't taste things. These are really minor kind of not majorly life changing mm. <laughs> uh, events to be going through. But there are ni- there's very nice observational humour throughout. And it's very French. I would say it is like Franco-American in the way that like Catastrophe or This Way Up is Anglo-Irish. It, yeah. is, it is this you know, French immigrants, immigrants view of America, having now spent 20 years, you know, half her life probably in America, Julie Delpy has has some observations to make Mm. about life in America. It is also at times quite, quite like shocking in the things that that they'll say and come out with. That feels natural that friends sitting amongst each other would have these sort of conversations that are not in any way politically correct. Mm. And that's kind of funny and, and rich to observe. I can't say this is essential viewing. It, it It isn't. But if you're looking for something before and just like that, which is the Sex and the City reboot comes back, you know, you'll find plenty here. The only downside I would say of it is the husbands are all uniformly terrible, right? And and this is kind of a trope we see as well mm. in, in this kind of female-led drama. They're so terrible that you don't even know why they married them. Yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, and each of them is like a dud in a different way, which is fine. But like, why are they still together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you nearly had me, and then that, that 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 final when there's a dangling question about about a series, it can kind of eat you, eat you <laughs> to the inside out. James, thanks a million as ever. James Dempsey, there you, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, the smell of fear. Moncrief on News Talk, brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.